0: platform, not a program. Embody your teachings. You are the platform. It's so resonated because that's my heart is to be what I'm saying, be what I'm teaching. That I believe becoming Boundary is actually a way of life, not just a thing we do. You don't hear anybody saying stuff like this. I didn't even know there were words for it. It's just a truth and a way, but I didn't ever have words or even know how to conceptually put that into
1: language. And you just said it. And I'm like, damn straight. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon. If you found yourself here, it means you are ready to unleash the powerful visionary that lives inside you, turning you into an authentic leader who creates influence, impact, and change. Let's get started. Hi, Molly. I'm so happy to have you here. It's
0: nice to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, Molly, Molly Davis. All right, my friend, if you will just dive into all of the goodness that makes you you, I would love for you to share with our brilliant community today a little bit about your journey and what brought you to serving and sharing in the online space as a coach. Mm -hmm. Happy to do so. Um, So
0: I had um, almost no awareness that there was an online coaching Uh, course creation. I I didn't even know this stuff existed, to be perfectly honest. I was a counselor working away. Um, I started in the rehab addictions um, world and then moving into mental health and moving into private practice. And in private practice, I really began working with a lot of fellow counselors, physicians, high level people And I I kept noticing that the same exact problems related to boundaries that really impacted folks who are in the rehab world were the same exact problems that were affecting folks in the, you know, high performers, high tier, whatever you want to call it world. And I was working with people across my state, and I thought, you know, what one of the things that gave me such passion about. Um, creating sort of a boundaries program, so to speak, in the rehab world was it was I had so much I could relate with, even though that wasn't my particular journey as a compassionate hearted person, as a highly conscientious, highly responsible person. If you're not really sure where exactly the boundaries are, suddenly you are basically the words codependency, people pleasing, even enabling come to mind without knowing you're even doing it, you just being nice and being kind you just don't really have any limits to your kindness. there are a lot of very empathic very compassionate humans who get caught into addiction there's also a lot of family members as we all know get caught into that whole incredibly destructive drama cycle really working in substance use disorders and stuff like that and then to find it just it was like almost like the same stage just different props to find those same dynamics going on in my fellow counselors across the state, in my, you know, fellow medical professionals, the same things. It just looked different. It wasn't on the streets with heroin. It was happening in a toxic relationship or really difficult work environment or struggling family relationships. It was the same principles. And I kept thinking, somebody has got to make a class for this. Somebody needs to make a class for this. Like it would just... like almost like this building pressure in my mind. Like, I don't have time. I'm running a private practice. I love counseling. Obviously that won't be me, but somebody. There's some techniques, there's some things i found that change people's lives and it doesn't need years of counseling to do. And someone needs to do this. You know what happened next. Then COVID happened and then my children grew up and began leaving the nest and I suddenly had this time and I'm like, so Molly. Who is this someone you keep looking for? Maybe you're the someone that began. I I opened the door into a journey. I had no idea what I was opening or all of the growth and fun and adventure that would come along the way, but that's kind of how it all started.
1: I love that. So share with us a little bit more, because I know that there's so many women listening and and they may, they may not be coaches, but they are leaders, they're visionaries. They have this, this same situation, right? Like they've got this expertise or this specialty or this life experience and they're sitting around and they're telling themselves today, someone needs to create a class for this. Someone needs to create a program around this. Someone needs to lead a community of, of people around this. Um, but they keep holding themselves back. And so I would love for you to share just through your own story. How did you go from being that person that kept saying someone needs to do this to actually being the person that did it? It's such
0: a good question because I wonder how many things never come to birth, never come to be actually manifested in everyday life. How many of us have these things that we just keep thinking, well, that was random, I must've eaten something funny. You know, I don't know. Like, and we never actually take that next step. I think, um, for me, the things that held me back were, and I'm just, just off the top of my head. So this is in no particular order, but I thought that other people did that. That was things other people did. I was going to, um, help make somebody else's organization. Wonderful. Um, I was, you know, going to work within the systems the way they were. Even going to private practice was really scary for me. I like, I will be running my own thing, ah. you know, but there's certain rules and guidelines that you can follow for that. So I couldn't believe it worked, even that private practice, you know, I, here I was, I had a great reputation for being a top counselor, but it, it was hard enough for me to even consider opening a private practice in an established field in an area that needed more counselors. like That was scary enough, so I think that was really helpful for me to go, huh, you can do things on your own and it can work. To step into the online space, it was, I think that when we have something that keeps pushing, that keeps pushing, that keeps pushing within us, that we think, gosh, I would really love it if somebody would do this, or there's this need in the world, and the way I see it and my life experience and my expertise all combine, to create a really unique approach or a really different way of doing this. I don't know. I think that's actually a really strong sign that that might be you. That might be you actually being asked to do this. And I kept thinking, well, my personality is, you know, I'm so creative. I think so inside out. I I love deep diving things. I do not like shallow stuff. And so I kept thinking that, well, somebody needs to do it, but they, you know, it shouldn't be me because I have this really, really distinct personality and way of doing things. That too is a block that turns out that is your greatest asset. Like there are people who are, who hum to the same tune that you're strung to. And that when you do it your way in the way that you think would be the best thing ever for you, all the people who are like you are going to have a life-changing experience. Cause you can do what a book can't ever do. You know, some a generalized workbook that's just very general, that has no personality to it. What you can do when you, pr- when you pour your personality into a thing, that is something that the world does not have and will speak to people in a way that a, a regular approach simply can't.
1: It's our magic. It is our magic. And I think one of the things that is so magical about your business and how you've been able to grow, and more specifically, how you market, because this is also a myth that people have. They don't like video. They don't like to take selfies. They don't like to be the front and center. And so they say, well, how do I build a company or how do I build a personal brand if I don't like showing my face and I don't like being in front of camera and I don't like doing that? And you have actually built a very, profitable and thriving and incredible and impactful and successful company by not using your quote unquote face. And you've, you've done this with cartoons, you've done this with imagery, you've done this with design. Um, and that's why in a little bit, you know, at the end of this, we'll share where people can find you so they can actually visually see what I'm talking about right now. Was that idea conscious strategic did you ever have that fear I know you did but we'll (laughs) dive into that but what allowed you to have the conscious decision to market and really show your brand the way that you do and what has been the success of that it's
0: so funny because I think that um For anybody out there listening, it's sometimes people, when they're creators or when they're content creators or or whatever, they have a successful business, it's so easy to think like, oh, they just knew what they were doing and they had it all together and they had no fear, no problem with any of that. So, you know, here what I do, actually, before we got on this call, I was just writing up the the script that was going to go with my cartoon for the day. Um, I usually create a cartoon almost every single day and then write original content every single day just to help people for free and with boundaries, whether they ever come work with me or not. And it also at the end has a little bit of a, Hey, if you do want to come work with me, or if you are interested in more, come check this out. But I want to be really invitational not really pushy in that approach. And so that's what I set to do. What's funny is when I had had the desire to create cartoons for probably, I would say four years, maybe even five years at a conscious level. So it I've always, I'm a slightly above average artist. I like, I'm not good. I'm not like a great artist, but I just am. I have a really creative brain. And so I've always sketched. I've, as soon as I became a counselor, I was like creating cartoony handouts. And before that I did, I just put cartoons on everything since I've been at, like, had a crayon in my hand as a three-year-old, but they're not good. And so in, in deciding to put out helpful content online, my thought was like, I mean, you've all seen what happens in the comments. Like people are mean, cruel, vicious. They will cut you. They will tear you down. And it doesn't matter if like 99 won't, one will. And I was terrified of that one person. I was terrified of, so that literally held me back for four to five years. Just so afraid of, but I'll be putting it out there in the public and then it won't be safe. Somebody will be mean and not like it. And do I really have the emotional space to deal with that? And I finally decided I'm just going to do it. When I posted my first cartoons, I literally shook. My stomach was sick. Uh, I mean, like I didn't even have, you know, how many people were even seeing them. But that's just like the fear I have had to every step of the way I have had to work through various levels of fear. I had no idea I had. I didn't know that I would be afraid of that till I decided to do it and noticed all the fear welling up in me saying, how about don't, how about not? Here's the 8,000 different ways, reasons why you should never put yourself out there. And it has been, I think one of the beautiful things about my journey as far as that can encourage others is, I am such a testament of, you know what? If you're just willing to look stupid and make mistakes and learn while you're doing it, just keep taking the next step, and it eventually feels great and easy. You don't even think about it. But you'll never get to the part where it's great and easy and you know what you're doing unless you take the step first where you're going to fall on your face, look stupid, people are going to laugh at you. Um, I kept thinking about one of the other things as I kept thinking about all the people who would not like it or would laugh. And something, I don't even remember what it was, probably just walking outside in nature or something, something got me to where I was like, wait a minute, I have such a heart to help these people. And I'm, I don't have their faces in front of me. I have, you know, the brain and its, its constant focus on safety and neg- the brain loves negativity over positivity and will always go there. And I need to put their faces in mind. And who cares about the people who don't like it? They're just not for me. They're just not going to work with me because they're not supposed to, because I'm not a fit for them. And if people say mean things, I can just ban them. <laughs> I don't have to like entertain them and make a space for them. I do want to speak to the people I resonate with and that resonate with me and that I know I can help.
1: Oh, that's so, so good. And and for those, again, like what we're talking about is so visual. Like I want you to go, I want you to see these cartoons. And then I want you to re-listen to everything that she just said, because it just goes to show that if you are in alignment and if you really just allow yourself and give yourself the permission to show up as you are with the gifts that you have today as that is, really beautiful things can come from it. And so with that said, Molly, will you please share really what you do now? Like if, you know, if I asked you just what do you specialize in? Who is this for? Let me know who you support, how you support them. And then my second question to that is how has you showing up via a cartoon, on social media, with your beautiful, brilliant, impactful, meaningful, compassionate words, how has that helped you grow and cultivate a deeper community and and has really allowed you to do the work that you're meant to do here? Mm
0: -hmm. Those are such good questions. So I serve compassionate people. Um, It would be a great way to put it generally, but I serve people who are wired to be helpers, givers, fixers, empaths, highly conscientious, highly responsible. Like we're the ones who, when there's a group project, when there was a group project in school or in college, we did most of the work <laughs> or the, uh, we're the ones who are like, somebody needs help. And we're probably if when in doubt, help more when in doubt, do more when in doubt, give more, um, which works great for us as we all know, as long as nothing goes wrong, as long as we're with other people who are very respectful and also conscientious and also desire excellence and also responsible, this is not like this doesn't show up as a problem. But when we encounter somebody who is happy to take advantage of that, so sometimes it's really toxic relationships, including romantic relationships, but also friendships or family members. When we encounter someone who's like, oh, you're a giver? Well, guess what? I'm a taker. Whether that's conscious or unconscious. So sometimes it's unintentional, sometimes it's straight up predatory, abusive. We don't have protections because we don't know where the lines are, we don't know where the boundaries are. So we don't know what do I do now when somebody is willing to take? Or what do I do now when we can move it over into a helping capacity when someone needs more help than I can give? So we find ourselves pouring out and pouring out, and that's fine in an emergency, right? But It becomes a way of life where we just completely drain ourselves beyond anything that we. So, for example, if you're a physician, uh, most physicians I've ever worked with have really compassionate hearts. And they, they went into medicine because they really, really, truly want to help somebody. But what happens if we don't have any lines where we start and stop and we can't give back to ourselves or like counselors? I think the average rate of burnout for counselors is five years five years in the field, and then they never go back. Because what happens when you're highly empathic, highly attuned, highly conscientious, and you generally care about people, so you take all your clients' problems home with you, how long, and you think about them all the time, and you're always trying to figure out ways to help, how long before your own life ceases to become anything fun worth living because you are so consumed in the pain of others? A lot of times in my actual boot camp program, about half the people are social workers, counselors, coaches or psychologists of some sort because i think this 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 is that kind of boundaries work so the boundaries work i do is not a typical you know five easy steps in a book no that's so great i'm so i'm not in competition with anyone i love everybody in the boundaries field my boundaries work is a very very inside out approach that approaches boundaries from a completely different way in a way that is really uniquely suited for compassionate hearts I always call it the tectonic plates. We just move the tectonic plates around so that our compassionate hearts can see actually that boundaries are the most compassionate, helpful, and responsible thing we could possibly do for others. And that we can love self and love others at the same time. We don't have to pick between the two. And I've got a really amazing method that's super obviously very creative and inside out. It doesn't require art making, but it's a really fun, unique approach that connects people with their own internal wisdom so that each of us knows the boundaries that are coming from within us. And then we can set those on the outside. So it turns boundaries into something very, very organic and natural. And I literally use these tools all the time. What I teach is what I do and what I practice. I think that's also what just makes it such a joy that it literally changes people's lives over and over and over. And I know it does
1: because it did for me. So beautiful. The second part of the question was, how did showing up through cartoons and just your beautiful content that you create, and really what I mean by that is like, showing up in the way that really felt right for you, that you weren't trying to force yourself to be this certain way. Mm -hmm. Oh, in order for me to grow followers on social media, I have to post a a reel of me, you know, dancing every day or whatever it is that people make up and tell themselves. So how did you really showing up as yourself and saying, look, I'm going to share my work through this visual, through this medium, allow you to really call in the people that you were meant to serve? Such
0: a good question.
1: Go to kajabi.com slash influencer and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion.
0: I made a commitment to myself early on that I would be very authentic to myself. Otherwise, there was no point. Um, What's interesting is I had to practice a lot of what I preached as I turned this into a program because I was like, I want to help everybody and I want to do all. And I really do. Right. And um, what's interesting is that we are now at the space, thanks to your advice and, and the team that is now that I now get to work with. We are now at a space where we are actually offering a boot camp for everybody. But to start with, I only had one of me and only so much ability. And so I decided to to very specifically work with women only in a small group capacity and, and this and that. And I figured out what would be, and it it nearly killed me. I I wrestled and wrestles with making it only be for women. I still have it. It ended up being the most magical, incredible women's space. My premium program is still only for women. It's it's unbelievable. But that hurt so bad to have to cut out all I could see is who I was cutting out. And again, I had to reframe and go, but Molly, with your limited time and capacity. Where's your magic? Where is your gifting? What is the thing? What is the the way you can direct your energy that matches your passion that will do the most good in this world? And I thought, I am so good with fellow givers, healers, compassionate people. I, I don't know what it is. You know, I'm not good at fixing cars. You don't want to hire me to fix your truck if it breaks down or something, you know, but I am really good at this. And if I do exclude others and focus only here I can do things that who knows who those people will affect. The ripple effect of what I will get to do is I'll never even know. And which I've been told over and over, you have no idea what this has done in my life and how it is impacting those that are around me. But it was scary. It really required me to have to be um, to practice what I preach and go, what is sustainable? And where's my best work going to take place? I wanted to do like just an open class and not add live coaching, but wait a minute, when I get to work with you, I can do so much more than I can do just teaching you in the class. As you know, you know, there's so much we can do as we actually start working together and have a personal relationship. And I know you by your first name, and I know, hey, Sandy, I want you to do this exercise on your your husband. Joe, I want you to do it with your sister. And you know, Becca, this this exercise. You do it on your toxic work environment. Now let's all do it together. And it, there's just so much more than I could ever give if it was just a, only a class, no live, no live contact. So I had to start being really picky in a good way.
1: So good. So, so good. I, I love what you said, you know, where is my best work going to take place? I think that that is such a good question for so many of us to ask ourselves. I I wrote that down. Um, And guys, I mean, the ones, I say guys, gals, guys, you know, those that are listening. Now you know why I love to host a mastermind because I get to call in and I get to be in the energy and around just the the magic that is incredible women like Molly. And it's why I do what I do. And it is, it's the domino effect. And it's really not just about like what I'm giving and what I'm putting out there, but what I get to receive from it. So selfishly, like this is why I keep showing up because I get to pour in and, and hold space and be a part of just brilliant magical amazing magnificent women just like Molly and and that's what I would love to to dive into next so we met on social media, on Instagram. And we chatted, we voice chatted back and forth for a while. I think you might've heard me on a podcast if I remember correctly. Was it Mm -hmm. Kathy's maybe? No, this is what's funny.
0: I actually Googled, I didn't know you at all. This is how intuition works. It's funny. Or I've just really learned to so trust that deep, deep intuitive voice. And I listened to you. You had a new year's podcast. And I was just getting, sometimes I, when I wash dishes or something, I'll just listen to a good business podcast and grow, and grow myself. Um, and you had a podcast and I think, I don't even know if you're really talking about your mastermind, but you're talking about how you'd have this sort of epiphany that you were not Walmart, that it was, you know, that, and that, that was okay. And I thought, oh my gosh, boy, have I learned that lesson and I can still learn more. And so I was just really listening to it. And um, as you were talking, I just thought I need to work with her. I don't know when or how or what, but I just know, and I was kind of looking for who is my next, I find so much value in in working with people and sitting with them and gleaning from them, and I've been kind of open-handedly asking, I wonder who I'm going to work with next, and I'll know when I find them, and I listen to your podcast, I'm literally doing dishes, and I'm like, I'll be working with her. And, you know, like, gulp, I don't know how, I don't know what, what the heck does he even offer? But, and that was when I found you and then reached out to you and said, so, hey, what are they- because I knew you had something you had something for me that I needed. And I just knew that.
1: After we talked back and forth and I kind of learned about like what your what your goals were, what your challenges were, what you were hoping to really kind of fill the gap, so to speak. I, I did say I said I think we can the best place for us to work together is in the mastermind. I would love if you would just share to those listening just what your experience through that has been. Because also too, I mean, this was not your first like Coaching rodeo. You've been in other masterminds. You've worked with coaches and mentors. But why this? Why trusting that intuition over something else? And what did you really take away and and leave with from our time together?
0: One of the things I really, really appreciated about you is that you were very authentically you and you were offering what you had, your giftings. You weren't trying to be somebody else offering, you know, everyone's got like, look, we'll give you this, we'll give you this. And so much in in trying to find help in the entrepreneur space, I have wasted so much money. I know enough to know, always be working with somebody, always get help, always have somebody who is farther than you down the trail leading you. When I, when I was working as a full-time counselor, I got EMDR training and then I found an EMDR therapist. I'm like, I'm not going to just do this. I want this. I, I, I just believe in that as a way of life. And so, but in Entrepreneurland, it can be really tricky to find somebody who's authentic because there's a whole lot of hucksters out there who are like, oh, we'll help you make more money. And that kind of gets us at a primal, like, really you help? And I mean, there's a whole lot of people who promise a lot of things that they just simply can't deliver and don't deliver and never had plans to deliver. One out of five, one out of 10 opportunities that I pursued has actually been legitimate and good. Um, it is so hard to separate what's going to be authentic and what isn't. And right away I felt from you and I felt, I heard that on the podcast actually. And then I experienced that in working with you together. You're very authentic. Your heart really is to serve and to help your energy is really, how can I be of service? And I really appreciated that. And I'm happy. The exchange of, of money for service makes total sense to me. That's what we all do in our business. There has to be some sort of a give and take exchange but when you exchange that you want you know equal or greater value please and i felt like that was i felt like working with you in the mastermind was absolutely money well spent if we asked everybody who was in the mastermind they probably got very different things depending on their needs and what they needed i have some quotes from you still taped on my computer that are still doing their work in me that gave me permission not funny
1: that gave me, I didn't even think about that until now. I'm looking at it. Oh my gosh, what well, do you have? It? I would love for you to share if there's any that you can see. Like, I would love to just to yeah, know what that see. is. I probably need it myself. This
0: is, here's one right here. And it is um, platform, not a program. Embody your teachings. You are the platform. It's so resonated because that's my heart is to be what I'm saying, be what I'm teaching. I believe becoming Boundary is actually a way of life, not just a thing we do. And I believe that because I do that and I've watched it happen in others, and that's what I wanna communicate so much more than the things, even though I'm gonna teach a bunch of skills and a bunch of tools. You don't hear anybody saying stuff like this. I didn't even know there were words for it. It's just a truth and a way, but I didn't ever have words or even know how to conceptually put that into language. And you just said it, and I'm like, damn, straight. It's sitting here still. At one point along the way, you said something like fear masks itself as logic, I don't even know if you remember saying that, and I do not know the context in which you said it. I was like, oh my God, that's, I get in these hamster wheels in my head that I think are logical, but they're actually based on fear. Kind of an example would be like, I can't make cartoons. Somebody won't like it. And somebody will like it. What would happen then? And this one person on the internet who doesn't like what I put out would just, you know, make it not even fun. But where's this pull? This pull, life wants to go this direction. And fear is always saying, stay small. Don't use your voice. Don't take up space. How about not? There are risks. So how about not? But here is life. And it's like the seed unfurling and it wants to grow and it wants to grow. And I think because we start following fear so much, we just snip it off. We don't let it grow. And that was like a game changing statement that is right up here. It's like super taped up, but it's right up there. They're just staring mm-hmm. at me. I have like little sticky notes around of things that are meaningful to me. But that like, for example, that platform out a program that's been there for a year now still speaks to me. So it's not moving.
1: I have post-its all over mine too. And it's like, I just leave them there until like they no longer serve me. And there's some that have been here for a long time now because they're still serving me. But I love that. And I would love for you to share just a little bit more. You just said something that I think is super important that you were talking about how there have been many times that you have invested in either a person or a coach or a program or an idea or whatever it is, and it just didn't work out for whatever reason. But you kept coming back and you you kept giving yourself the permission to try it again and to invest in other people and to like find who you were meant to be with. And there's so much power in that because I think that most people, most people would invest in a coach once or invest in a program once, and maybe they didn't you know, receive what their desired expectation was. So then they make up this story and they tell themselves, well, all of this is a fraud. None of this works out. People are just trying to take my money. This was a waste of time, energy, resources, et cetera. And then they immediately close themselves off and down from any potential of growth or from anything that can be learned or that can be bettered. Even if a situation is a quote unquote bad situation, there's always something to be learned and bettered. And so I would love to hear from you that even though you've had experiences that might've not been amazing, luckily you and I got to have a really beautiful and amazing experience together, but what allowed you to keep coming back and to stay open and to stay curious and to trust that there was the right person, the right mastermind, the right opportunity out there for you? Yeah, such a great
0: question. It comes back to, we have to actually practice what we preach. For example, if I'm going to provide an online course, but I'm not willing to get coaching myself, do I really believe in it or am I just trying to make money off of people? And I've had so many people come into my boundaries program. They're like, man, I did this. I was in codependency anonymous. You know, I was in counseling. I'd read books. I did this. Just never quite worked for me. And I've been, and they will even say, I followed you for, I bet you have a lot of people who followed you for a long time. People always tell me, I followed you for about a year. And then this thing happened and I knew I got to just try. And they're scared to try. It's scary to try because, because why? We've been burned so many times is this really going to work for me? Is this really a real thing? Is this, you know, it? I think it, that's actually the biggest hurdle for signing up for something like this is, but will it really work for me? Because I know that people can just sell stuff that has no substance. And so I think that For me, I know that it is, yes, there are people that can sell things for no substance, but our job is not to get caught up in all or nothing thinking just because there are people that sell stuff with no substance that are just literally out to make a buck off of our dreams. There are also people who really can help us realize our dreams. And if we decide to shut off all doors of opportunity because we've been tricked, then we're also never going to get this one. They're just things I know. I don't know. I don't even know what I don't know. And somebody ahead of me on the path knows what I don't know and can tell me. And there is oftentimes, I think, one small thing somebody can say, even when it's a waste. Sometimes there's one thing that like, you know what? That was that. I don't know if it was worth I remember this one bro marketing company that, oh my gosh, they were so bad. And it was for $6,000. I remember just like trying to reframe, okay, for $6,000, I just got a great, there was one 60-minute training in that whole thing. I just always jokingly call it the $6,000 60-minute training, but it was what it was. (laughs) But you know what about that? My gut said no, but their sales pitch pulled me in. Almost like logically, oh, I think I need them. But my gut was like, I don't like their feel. I don't like their energy. They're not of me. We're not running to the same frequency. They've got a real, that bro marketing thing's going on. Um, I don't like how they talk about their customers. I love my clients and I want their best good and the way they talk about them. However, they're promising they'll give me this and this. So I did it. And I think that my other lesson for $6,000 was if your gut says no, don't do it. If your gut is saying, oh, if it's coming from that intuitive place, probably should take an- another look.
1: That might be a yes for you. I loved what you just said about like, if your gut says no, don't do it. But you wouldn't even know that if you would have done it previously with your gut saying no. And that's why I think that it's like, and I'll just share like Molly and I kind of, you know, we got involved into an experience earlier this year with a company that we both felt kind of bamboozled by when, when it was all said and done. And I'm sharing this because I want you guys to know that like that never ends. Like, you know, I've been in business since 2016 and it's like, I invested in this, this person in this company that i thought was going to deliver something that they didn't and they weren't able to deliver it, to deliver it because at the end of the day the leader of this company, she doesn't care. And if you're leading with not caring, then everything else is not going to fall into place. But here I am almost, you know, seven, eight years into my business and this stuff still happens. And so that doesn't mean that I'm never going to invest in someone again. That just, that just just says to me, like, I was supposed to learn something here. So what was I supposed to learn? Even if the, even if it's just like 1%, like, like what, what can be taken away from this and how can I do it better next time? And I think that as long as we stay open to that, that then really it's like everything is working out for you even when it's not working out for you. And there's really no failures. It's just I either grow and this is a great experience, or I learned something very, very valuable that I now can take with me that is then going to allow me to grow and be successful. And so I think that that is a huge takeaway. And I love that you were able to share so vulnerably, Molly, how you've been able to navigate that and to do that. I would love if you would share a little bit more about just kind of what's changed in your business since the mastermind in our time together has ended. Because I know that when you came to me in January, you know, you were who you were and you had these goals and these dreams and these challenges and then, my my mastermind is six months, so we ended after that six month of time together, and it's now been a couple of months since we ended it. So I would love for you just to share what looks different and what has changed since before the mastermind and now that you've completed your first round with us. That is
0: really fun to think about because a lot has changed, actually. It's these small things you said, and they made huge shifts. And that's, I think, something so important about masterminds. They're different from... You know, there's there's programs like how to build a course, how to do a thing. They're, and they're very instructive. Masterminds are a lot of times more mindset, mindset. We have no idea what's holding us back because we can't see it. Otherwise, we would have already changed it. And somebody farther down the road can see what we don't see and say, and that little touch can shift, you know, just a pivot of one degree is a massive pivot down the road. It's not, it might look small at the moment, but I actually felt though the things, there are some things you said that I knew were very, very big. And I could also tell they were very big because I had absolute terror about them, which is always my sign like, oh, looks like fear's in charge again in yet another level. (laughs) One of the things that you said was, I've never heard of anybody do as well as I have from straight organic marketing only. I'm sure there's lots of people who have, but I have not heard of them. I am always told by business people like, oh my gosh, organic marketing alone, how do you do it from these dumb cartoons? And I know like, because they're they're just cartoons straight from my heart that speak from my heart to the heart of people who resonate with me. And for some reason, I don't know how, but it it created a really lovely organic only business. But you said, but I was also at the peak of it. There's There was as much as I could possibly do. I was doing everything I could do. This is as much as it it could do. So I had this choice and that was what really moved me into the mastermind was, do I feel like this is good? This is very good. I could just be done right here and just work this. Or do I feel like there's more? And when I went down inside, there's more. It's supposed to get bigger. It's supposed to have a greater reach. This is the beginning. I worked so hard to get to this. I thought, all right, I'm done. But actually, nope, that was just the first iteration and there's more. And but how and how to do it in keeping with my heart and being true to my values and and never let the heart and soul and bones of what started this go away. I don't you know. and, And again, the bro marketing stuffs just there's so many people who would like to take away your authenticity and would like to put you in a box and have you start just selling for selling's sake, not because you have magic that you would like to serve your fellow humans with. And you had a very service oriented approach that really appreciated and valued the creative and unique creative and uniqueness that each person had to give. And one of the simplest things you said that was Molly, you can't keep doing this all by yourself. And I'm like, what? Huh? And that at this stage, because you had, and, and that sounds simple, but I'm telling you what I couldn't, I, could, I wasn't ready to hear that, or receive that there was no book I was going to read. That was going to tell me to do that. There was mental blocks in me that made that absolutely not possible but the way you approached it and the way you explained it that it's time for a team and you really need to do it I'm like but if I have a team what about this and that all these different fear-based reasons I don't know if you remember that and you're like "Mm, even if you're not making you know even if your money's going out there and for a season you might not actually make enough money because now you're paying for a team as well but This will exponentially move your growth if you have the right people. And I did, Uh, I had some amazing unicorns of humans that from the moment I brought them on, I can't even tell you, it is like, it's amazing just to have other creative, big hearted, genius mind working on the same thing I am. And just, I'm like, oh my gosh. I would have done it like that, or that's even better than what I would have come up with. I just simply do not have the time to do those things. And so we're actually revamping the entire boot camp because I've I've had it almost for three years now. So I know it works. I know it works really well. So we're refilming, repackaging. It is exquisite. It was so good before. The reviews were off the charts before. And now there's this exquisiteness. I am like genuinely so excited to gift this to the people that I will be serving through this, and it—it's kind of one of those ripple effect things where we can't really know what we do. But would that have happened if I hadn't been in your mastermind and had that? I mean, you said get a team. I had absolute terror, and it made me think about. I think you also said something at some point. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like Molly. The only thing standing in your way is you. <laughs> Usually, you're very, very nice, but there was a bit of a firm like your
1: head when your head gets out of your own way and I'm like huh what do you mean by that I'm like Molly I need you to move so I can talk to the future Molly who's like ready to show up like the future Molly is here but you're literally blocking her like you're standing in front of her and I need you just to like thank you for getting us here but you're not going to get us there so I need you to scoot over so the new Molly can like please stand up yes I do remember that. that's
0: actually for those listening that's pretty much what she said it was it was like one of those mic drops i'm like in a way like my ego's like how dare you and then but everything in me was like that just landed so hard i don't even know what she just said or why or what it means because i am not there yet but something just happened right now and i'm feeling the tectonic plates going and it's going to be bubbling up into actual actions And it did. It very much did. You gave me just permission to think about things in a new way. And I began thinking, I need to think because of you, I need to stop thinking of myself as this business owner and a teacher. And I need to start thinking of myself as a CEO. And what would what would CEO Molly do is very different from what would. I started a boundaries program and it was just supposed to be a little sidekick, a labor of love on the weekends while I was a counselor. And that's how the boundaries program started. It was like, I'll just do this on Saturdays. I'm going to keep being a counselor. Of course. You know, and it's just sort of organically unfolded. And I hadn't made that mental shift to a CEO needs to think about things very differently.
1: So good. So, so good. And I love that you gave yourself the permission to t- to take that away and to take it with you into like, that's what you you get to now take with you. And from that is all of these beautiful things that are starting to come to life in new ways. And, you know, the, the garden has been pruned in a new way. So there's there's new things blossoming and, and optimization and all of these beautiful things. So I would love for you to share a little bit more about the boot camp, um, when your next iteration of the boot camp is going to be. So those listening can can dive into that if they're feeling called to it.
0: A lot of this is actually, it's funny if you think in terms of seeds there were so many seeds planted that they are, they are coming into themselves now. And it really came from that six months of, of your mastermind. It's so fascinating when I think about it. Because so there's a team. You gave me permission. I was really locked into But this is the way I do it. And, I, then, and this works. So I have to keep doing it this way. And you really gave me permission to think outside of that box as well. Um, I was really afraid to think outside of that box because one thing that I think entrepreneurs do is we are very creative. And so we do all the things and nothing ever really we never get anywhere. We do have to focus. But once it starts working, we can then begin adding more and playing with what is what is what we know is exquisite. We can now begin to, to expand it in ways that make sense for us. So I'm still doing my premium boot camp for women only. That's very, very small group. That's continuing. It's just so good. To make it really simple, I've taken the first week of the boot camp and, and just package it as a standalone class because I think that it's really scary to hop into something like I, I'm gonna sign up for this coaching program. And it's it's way cheaper than going to counseling, but it still costs money, you know, to do to be able to provide that level of intimacy and service. And so by packaging the first week of the training I noticed that everybody who took the boot camp got blown away on week one they're like what I've never thought about boundaries this way before you are completely changing everything for me I, I literally feel my brain wobble I can't wait for what's next this is just week one and there's seven more modules you know what and so we just turn that into boundaries 101 but it's not it's it's my boundaries 101. this is this completely unique take and we're, we' we offer it for 97 bucks, super, super inexpensive. Cause I really thought about, I brought in a lot of what you taught me. And I thought, I honestly just want to do good in the world. If somebody, this stuff literally changed me. What's in week one literally changed my life. So if that's all somebody wants, cool. But if, if they are my perfect client, when they listen to that, they're going to know, oh my gosh, I have to know more. And so it is both a gift. It is sold you know, way under what it is actually valued, but it is a a way to sell that's ethical. I have this really great value for you and I loved you have a very ethical approach to selling, which I love and it's really hard to find out there. I have this great value. I have more value. If this resonates, you will, you will say this is the best money you ever spent. But if it doesn't resonate, I why would I want to take your money? I would never want to do that. Find somebody that you do resonate. Use these skills. Find somebody that you do resonate with. And so anyways, in December, we're going to be opening up a option to take the boot camp that's really, really affordable. That is anybody who is interested can come in and we will have live calls with me and all this stuff. So that is I can't really announce much more because we are literally pulling all the logistics and the calendar stuff now. But by the time this podcast airs, it'll probably be on there. So you can get details on my website for the premium. Yes, let program. us know the link to the website boundaried.com. And it's boundaried with a D, um, com, And there's also a free resources page there with really fun stuff like quiz and a free class and all sorts
1: of stuff. We'll make sure to have that in the show notes for you all, because yes, we are recording this in early November. This is going to air the week of Thanksgiving. And so um, you'll be able to dive in, I'm sure, by then. It'll be out then.
0: Yep. Our plan is December 1st, we will be fully operational. We're just the final pieces are coming now. But that's so funny because I hadn't actually thought how much of that came from your mastermind. It's really fascinating when I wow. think about it. Those seeds, like I, I I, had that those desires, but they had zero permission to be planted. And you gave me the ability to go, maybe I should just put these in the dirt. Maybe
1: I don't just need to clutch them and never ever plant them because I'm so afraid. Oh, I love that so much. Molly, I love you so much. Thank you Aww. for being you mm-hmm. and just the magnetic, brilliant, compassionate, creative, empathic, stable human being that you are. It is an honor to know you. It is an honor to be in your world and to be able to support you and to have gotten to work with you so intimately and just to have been a small part on your path to to growth and to really allow the world to see you and to experience your work. So I love you so much. It has been such an honor and thank you for coming here and sharing your magic, your experience with others. I think that... That's really what we need more of and most of for all, all the examples that you shared today, all the fears that we can have, that we've been burned, it hasn't worked in the past, who am I to do this? All of those things that can happen that when we when we are reminded of other people's experiences and, and even with all of those truths, you know, the truth of being burned, the truth of not feeling enough, the truth of all those things, even with all of those belief systems and those those truths that we have we can still give our, ourselves permission to create new truths. And I think that that is what your story has done for us today. So thank you for sharing your experience. I know it's given so many others the strength and hope to do the same. For those listening, I implore you to check out her incredible work. And if any anything of today's podcast has resonated with you, anything that you really felt, um, if there were moments where you felt seen and heard and not alone, if there were aha moments that you want to share, make sure to screenshot this episode, tag me and Molly in it because we want to know what is resonating with you the most. Molly, if you'll share your Instagram handle so um, everyone knows where they can do that.
0: It is at Boundary to Bootcamp and that's Boundary with a D at Boundary to Bootcamp and my cartoons are there and all that, all that stuff as well. And Julie, thank you so much for, thank thank you so much much. for just this opportunity here, but just also for being you and, and providing what you provide in this world. It's really a gift very
1: rare. I love it. And I, I want to thank this podcast because if it wasn't for podcasts like this, we would not be sitting here having this conversation because it's how you found me. So I know, thank you that's all. Cool. That's so cool. And I hope everyone has a beautiful and restful Thanksgiving week and staying in the gratitude. And I will see you same time, same place next week. As always, thank you so much for joining me today. And every week here on the Influencer Podcast. If you're wanting to dive deeper into the topics and discussions that we have here, I would encourage you to head over to juliesolomon.net and sign up for my weekly newsletter. It is in our amazing newsletter community that we are able to really support you on a much larger scale. And I love to do a ton of amazing things that I send inside your inbox every single week. So just head over to juliesolomon.net. You'll see a little spot there that you can add your information in and you will get on the list and start receiving all of that good stuff.